twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll explore the contention and differences between the two worlds of citizens' band and amateur radio. We'll also review the Lucian KGUV6D two-way radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialists. Hams and CBers have been somewhat at odds with each other over the use of radio airwaves for quite a while. Yes, they have. It, it it seems like when we go to these ham fests and uh, talk to people, it, it quickly emerges that there, there's some contention between these two groups. Um, and how. <laughs> and how, yeah. Uh, and now, it does seem a little one-sided, if you ask me. It seems like um, most of the contention is coming from the ham side. Do you agree with that? Uh, I would say that quite a bit of it is probably, and I think probably because they uh, tend to look down on the CB ears as uh, maybe uh, not as refined, and, perhaps. And you, and, know. you know, I think they do make a few good points. When I talk to uh, some of the ham guys about CB, mm-hmm. what we get is there there's foul language on the CB channels. There's a lot of illegal transmitter use mm-hmm. among CBers. Um, inappropriate it, content. Yeah, inappropriate content. There's um, r- really the illegal transmitters is the issue because you're you're limited to five watts on CB. Well, it's pretty common to see people modifying CB radios to pump out more than five watts or run through amplifiers, things like that. I've talked to a few CB guys who are proudly say, you know, hey, I've got my CB cranked up to 1,500 watts or something, and, you know, I key my mic and it turns my neighbor's TV off. <laughs> I've not heard that, that before. Not that, that that's anything to be proud of, really. Right. It's, it's probably not. No, especially when but your he, neighbor's knocking on your door saying, hey. <laughs> he was pretty proud of it when he told me that, though. <laughs> Well, maybe uh, his neighbor probably didn't know what what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I would say that uh, th- that's very inconsiderate, to say the least. Right. Um, hopefully, that is a minority, though, among mm-hmm. CBers. I, I think that CB definitely has its place. CB is is still fairly popular. It's not as popular as it was, you know, twenty or thirty years ago, but it's very popular, and there are reasons. Um, that you would want to go with CB over ham, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, there are some of those hams that uh, have started off. Now, in, in our last episode, we interviewed uh, Bill Casto, and he said, you know, he, I first started getting into radio, got a CB radio, and then moved up to ham. For a lot of ham operators, uh, CB was sort of a, um, you know, that's how they kind of got started, and then they graduated. You know, they think of it as that they graduated on to, to ham radio. I guess maybe a, what they would consider a higher plane of existence. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've kind of heard the same thing, and um, there's a good reason for it. I mean, when you when you get into CB, it does require a little technical knowledge to do some of the advanced stuff. I mean, you mm-hmm. you need to to have some experience you, you gain some experience on radio how to communicate with other people you know common terminology things like that a lot of that translates to ham as well 
but um, there's not the barrier to entry with CB that you have with ham. A lot of the ham guys would, would argue that CB has gone downhill since the licensing requirement was removed uh, many, many years ago. Um, but Yeah, because now anybody and their grandmother literally can get into it, and some grandmothers have gotten into CB, and I guess that opens itself up to uh, the trash talk. and, yeah, and That's and what the hams would argue, that, that uh, the unlicensed uh, CB, being unlicensed kind of led to uh, the Wild West, which, which is CB yeah. that we have today. Um, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I mean, um, ham sort of polices itself. You have licenses with mm-hmm. ham, but... It's not really the FCC that are going after people. It's, it's, it's other hams, it's hams that are policing it. And uh, you still have rules that apply to CB. And uh, it seems like it could be policed in the same way. But maybe the people that are interest, that interested in radio have moved on to and are doing ham, for example. I think there are a couple of reasons for this. I think, for one thing, ham radio has historically been an area where a lot of experimentation has gone on into uh, the field of radio technology and other technologies as well. I mean, the, there are a lot of uh, famous hams that have uh, have gone on to create corporations and invent various uh, devices, products, you know, like microwave ovens and a lot of our cell phone technology uh, came from experimentation in ham radio. So there is, there is a, for one, I think a sense of uh, pride in amateur radio as being an area where innovation has led to new uh, technologies and uh, uh, created a better life for everyone. But I think there's also that attitude that, well, we want to continue this trend and we want uh, regular people like you and me and other people that are hams in there to be able to continue this innovation. And in order to do that, we, we want to guard our right to do that, our, our right to use those airwaves. And th- I think there's always that fear that maybe the FCC will one day come along and say, you know what, we need these frequencies for something else. Or, you know what, uh, you guys are abusing this. You're not, you know, really using it for what we feel is best uh, for the public. So we're going to take this away from you. And I think there is a little bit of maybe a fear in the background that maybe that could happen so they want to make sure that they jealously guard the ham you know the amateur airwaves i think that there are a lot of hams that that take a lot of pride in in the hobby and um uh, i think that perhaps going through the licensing process having to to spend uh, some time learning about it before you you get into it maybe that instills a little of that Mm -hmm. in someone um I think um, that the barrier to entry causes a lot of it, too. You can't just walk in a Walmart, for example, and buy a radio that's going to transmit on ham frequencies, whereas you you probably can buy a CB radio. Um, So anybody can can get access easily to CB equipment. You kind of have to know what you're getting into to get to the ham equipment. So maybe that, that has a little bit to do with it as well. Well, as far as the CB radio operators themselves are concerned, I'm sure that not everybody in CB has an attitude of, I don't care, I'm going to, to broadcast whatever I want, yeah. wherever I want. There, I know there are some groups out there that, that do take CB seriously, and uh, they, they want to protect that somewhat, and they want to raise or elevate um, their status a little bit. I, I've seen those groups out there, but it seems that uh, the majority of, of CBers they just get online and hey, you know, everything's okay with me. <laughs> yeah, and, it, I, and I think that's where the contention comes in. Perhaps. Well, um, we sent out a tweet a couple of weeks ago, simply asking ham or CB. Uh, let's see, what did the, uh, he said, CB or ham, would love to hear your thoughts. And I said, we're, we're collecting responses for an upcoming podcast. And we wanted to go through some of the responses that we got. We actually got a lot more responses than I thought we would. Yeah, yeah, we did. 
but uh, a majority of them actually came from hams. Yeah, in, in just posing the question, CB or ham, um, let's see, out of, I'm going to say about 45 or 50 re- replies that we got total, 22 of them were ham, answered ham in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you had the categories of ham responses, CB responses, and then responses that were for both, and yeah. uh, responses that were for neither. We got 20, <laughs> 22 ham and nine both. Only two CB and two neither. But in each category, there were some um, recurring themes here. There was a general, a general idea behind each one of them that I think uh, most of them you know, got across in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to go through and read a few of these, and, and yeah. maybe we can respond to them. By all means. I, I think this one right here sums up a lot of the uh, the general attitude pretty well. Uh, this one says, Ham, never had good experience with sea beers. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That that We hear a lot of that <laughs> at the Ham Fest, yes. Ham radio, there's no contest. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, um, I, I think there's, yeah, there's that general contention. A few there, of the, the ham answers provided a little more information, like um, uh, I use ham radio only more than enough repeaters while driving plus simplex. So um, I, I tend to agree with that thought, that ham offers more than CB. If, mm-hmm. if you want... HF frequencies that are going to travel far, like uh, CB, um, can in theory, if amplified and all and all that, th- there's plenty of frequencies available in ham to let you you communicate the same way you would on CB. But then there's also uh, UHF, VHF frequencies. There's a, a very large network of repeaters across the country. So um, I think um, this guy sums it up pretty well with with uh, more than enough repeaters while driving plus simplex. So we, with the repeaters, you're getting the range that you might with CB, plus you, you have a lot more. There was one in particular that pointed out the um, the emergency communications aspect of ham radio over CB. And he said that uh, he's a radioactive ham, uh, works uh, mainly in DX in the digital modes, also active in emergency communications, and... I think that's one reason why a lot of hams get into it is to, to provide those emergency communications. It, it does provide a valuable service to the public. You do see that a lot with hams. And th- this guy uh, says he works mainly DX. DX means uh, long-range communications. He likes mm-hmm. to, to communicate with people over, over great distances. But also he does emergency communications. And that, is, like Rick said, very, very common among hams and and. Amateur radio clubs, you see them provide, um, like locally here, um, assistance in parades and things like mm-hmm. that. And any, any kind of communications needed um, by the local community, they're, they're always ready to volunteer. Uh, and then you had uh, the ones for the CBers that, that it seemed like there weren't quite as many responses that were pro-CB as those that were pro-HAM. Um, this one right here... He says, used to have a CB back in the 80s and 90s. I guess its popularity has diminished dramatically. Yeah. Um, But there is another one here that uh, I thought was really interesting. He said, in a large emergency where all means of communication may be out, Citizens Band is always a good choice. Now, the ham guys say the same thing, the exact same thing about ham radio. So who do you believe? I, I think it really... It depends on perspective a little bit. Well, you know, I, I believe both. I think that they are um, both good in an emergency situation. Um, ham is, um, I would say, probably going to be a little better just because you have more frequency options. You have a, mm-hmm. a repeater network. CB, you can only communicate with people that are listening on you know, the 40 CB channels or people that have other CB radios. With a lot of uh, ham radios, you could program them to communicate on on business frequencies. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a lot of these guys can reach around the world. They can hit the space station if they want to, you know, if there's a real emergency. Uh, they have satellites. There are amateur radio satellites out there where they can literally reach around the world and in a real global type of emergency that could become very important now in defense of the cbers i would say that the cb radios are more readily accessible to uh anybody Mm -hmm. so in a case of a a local weather emergency or something like that would be pretty easy to say hey you know get cb off the shelf and you know provide you have power right to get out there and and uh uh transmit receive emergency uh, communications, but the hams have an established. They have established networks for emergency communication. You have, you know, Aries races, um, weather spotters, the various networks of weather spotters. So, uh, you know, that in I would itself say, is an, a, a very established. I would say CB system. is good for local emergencies where you you don't need to depend on long range communications. Mm-hmm. And I would say ham is good for both local and national or worldwide emergencies. Yeah, uh, a group that we heard from a lot in in uh, posing this question on Twitter was preppers. Yeah, yeah, people that are are preparing for uh, major disasters or uh, any kind of disaster, I guess. Now, do they prefer ham or CB? Yeah, from the, the <laughs> tweets that we received, I would say ham overwhelmingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I wonder uh, why that is. Uh, well, um, it seems that they like the the uh, HF frequencies. They uh, some of the the feedback that uh, I saw, and this isn't coming from our tweets. This is from in reading the tweets. I found some websites of preppers, and I've even found prepper podcasts that talk about uh, ham radio. And I listened to a couple of those, and um, from what I've seen, they like the HF frequencies. The uh, UHF, VHF repeaters, they don't depend on. They think if there's a major disaster, um, even though a repeater may have an emergency generator or backup power, they say that's not a viable long-term option. So mm-hmm. uh, having an HF receiver where they can communicate over long distances, it seems to be the preferred way. Um, so that sort of quantifies what I was saying before. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, ham, I believe, is more worldwide than CB. Mm-hmm. Now, there were some that were for both. One guy who said, I use both. More friends have used CBs, though. Um, another guy, he says, I drive a truck for a living. Use both. And a third guy says, I do a lot of driving. I use both quite a lot. Now, that's interesting. They have both CB and ham uh, in a mobile environment when they're driving. Um, I would assume that they use one or the other depending on a particular driving situation. I think both services work great for driving. You, you think of CB more associated with driving trucks and semis, highway driving, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But we meet a lot of hams that have mobile radios installed in their vehicle. Yeah, um now, there's one guy who says, have both but only use ham. For Aries and comm support, we need both. CB backs up cell phones for big rigs and heavy equipment. And that really pretty much supports what you're saying, that uh, there is room for both of them in emergency communications. Um, I like the this tweet, and I think it backs up what you said earlier. Uh, it says, I've been on CB all my life. However, I just got my ham ticket last week. So uh, maybe a lot of people starting on CB and then later on moving to ham. He's graduating. (laughs) Graduating, (laughs) Graduating. perhaps. Good way Um, to say it. Here's one that says, Actually, everyone should consider one or the other with threats to TV and the Internet going down. I'm not sure where they're coming from there, but... um, I think that may be a prepper. we got hashtag solar flares, (laughs) hashtag martial law. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and uh, this one says primarily amateur radio, but I'm big on GMRS and Citizens Band as well. Floridians have a bad habit of using marine VHF on road. That I wasn't really aware of. Uh, Being a former Floridian myself, I wasn't aware that there were so many uh, people using uh, marine radios on the road, but um, I have heard of that happening. Uh, 
So, um, um, yeah, that's not a good I, thing. I responded to, to uh, that gentleman. We had a little conversation about, um, I hear of hunters around here using uh, marine radios. Yeah. And um, now that MERS radios are becoming more popular, hopefully we'll see some migration to that if people really want a VHF radio. Yeah, because, uh, you know, to remind everyone, a MERS, that's license-free, that's legal. Hunters can use it, anybody can use it. Uh, marine radios, not so much. Uh, in fact, not at all. Yeah, you uh, should, they're, they're license-free, but you should only use them on water. On water only. And uh, unless they're hunting on the water, I, I don't think that would be a legal use for, for marine radios. I think that's called fishing. It's called fishing. Yeah, that's called fishing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, then there, you have the final group that says neither. And this, I thought, was really interesting. Um, there were a couple of comments on this. Uh, one person says, uh, neither. Two-way radios are the way to go. And I believe he's referring to the uh, FRS, GMRS radios. I need, I need a little more information there. I mean, uh, it's very broad. You know, I... I mean, a two-way radio could be anything. A CB radio is a two-way radio. That's, that's true. But <laughs> I think they radio were, is a two-way radio. But I think they were referring to uh, FRS, GMRS Perhaps. in particular. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is serious or not. What about one-way radios? Can you hear me? Am I clear? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that's a joke. Yeah. Um, but we did receive a lot of interesting feedback on this. I agree with you. Yeah, I think we need to do this more often where we, we send out a tweet and, and um, it's good to get feedback. But I think some of this feedback pretty much um, supported what we were saying earlier, our argument as to why uh, the hams tend to sort of uh, look down on CBers a little bit. Uh, one interesting um, tweet was CBers don't have the professional discipline hams do. That's all. They're both good and necessary. So they, you know, the guy likes both, but doesn't have the professional discipline hams do for uh, with CB. I think that goes to your the point that uh, you made earlier. Yeah, and uh, you know another one uh, said something similar. He said large amounts of free banding, running very noisy amps, etc. Just bad, illegal operating practices. He's referring to the CBers, I believe, and uh, I think that's really one of the major points of contention. With the hams. Someone else says, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but while there are some bad apples in ham radio, it just uh, does not seem as prevalent. Yeah. So bottom line is there is no perfect service, and there are positive and negative aspects to both ham and CB. Yeah. In in closing, let's maybe go through a few of the pros and cons of of each service. uh, Starting with CB, I would say one of the biggest pros is there's very little uh, barrier to entry. You can just go buy a CB radio. It doesn't require a license. No age restriction. There are handheld CBs and um, vehicle-installed CBs, mobile CBs available. Mm -hmm. And you can um, find them pretty much anywhere, including at uh, buy2wayradios.com. Especially at buy2wayradios.com. True. Um, So they're widely available. They're good for local emergencies. They're very good for highway driving. Mm-hmm. Um, they make great gifts for mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're pretty easy to use as well. I mean, there, there's a few settings. You're going to have to figure out what certain things are uh, to, to really uh, use your radio. But it's not rocket science. It's easy to figure out. Um, so CB is a good way to get started in radio. Mm-hmm. The cons on CB? Um, cons are uh, you, you don't have a lot of power. Most of the units you're going to find are 5 watts. You're going to find uh, a lot of stores that are going to want to modify these units or gonna, or sell you amplifiers to increase the power. Um, that's not legal. It's not legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not do that. Any CB that you buy from us is going to be a straight-from-the-manufacturer uh CB, not tweaked at all. That's something we're not going to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, another con is that maybe the language or the the content that you're going to hear on CB frequencies is maybe adult-oriented at times. Very questionable. And, you know, that reminds me of a comment or question that we received uh, in one of the early episodes of the show 
a couple years ago, and it was a lady who was looking for a radio for her young son, and she wanted something to occupy his time with and to get him into that sort of thing, and she was really discouraged because she checked out the CBers and she couldn't believe all the trash talk that was on there, and she said, I don't want my son listening to any of that. You know, it really discouraged her from it. So she was asking us, well, what are the alternatives? What what can we do? Right. And um, that has always stuck with me because I think that is a major problem. And when my son Tommy and I were talking about uh, getting a radio, his first radio, I thought about CB, and I quickly dismissed it. And I said, no, 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 we're not getting a CB radio for that very reason. Right. And and it's sad for me to say because, yeah, I'd like to play around with some CB radios, but I did not want him getting into radios with a CB radio because I I knew it was just just wide open out there, and uh, I was really concerned about uh, his safety and well-being. And, and I we decided, go to, ham. <laughs> I don't want to um, make anyone think either that, that you know, you're going to turn on your CB radio and you're going to hear uh, – you know, nothing but X-rated material. It's, it's, but you do need to be prepared for hearing some bad language yeah. and adult topics from time to time, mainly at night. I mean, most of what you're going to hear is, is the same type of thing you're going to hear on, on hand bands. It's going to be people driving down the road, talking, uh, you know, just regular conversation. But um, I, I wouldn't recommend you get your kid a CB radio for sure. Okay, but and, and I have another comment on that, but on the ham side, what about the pros for ham radio? Uh, the pro is long range. There's not as much um, wattage restriction. You can have uh, plenty of power with your radios. You can communicate locally uh, or all over the world. The frequency range that you can operate amateur radio in is, is all across the spectrum, UHF, VHF, HF. So there, there are a lot of options. Um, and it's fairly family-friendly as well. Yeah, yeah, and that was the comment I was going to mention. We went ham because I felt that was safer for him, and it would be a good learning experience overall. And it was. And it was a good father-son type of thing, you know, a good way to bond uh, with my kid on it. We're both having a great time in it so far. But the most important thing for me is that I can give him a radio – a ham radio, and he can get on the air with people, and I don't have to worry about the content and the the, the cursing and that sort well, of thing too ask, much. Have you? Um, um, I know that he's had a radio for a while now. Have you heard anything over no, uh, the ham bands that you wouldn't want him? No, him not hearing? not at all. As a matter of fact, um, the ham community in general takes a very dim view of uh, those type of antics. And uh, they will, I mean, these ham guys, they'll report you. They, see, they, they hear something going on that shouldn't be happening. They'll, they'll report you quick uh, to the FCC. They'll take some steps to, to make sure that doesn't happen again. I mean, they're very good about that. Yeah, they are. Uh, so I feel very comfortable with Tommy being on the radio talking to people, you know, in light of the fact that uh, I know that he doesn't have to worry so much about that. Um. I guess we need to go over maybe the cons of amateur radio. And um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest one is uh, that it requires a license. Yeah. And um, they are very strict about it. This isn't GMRS where, uh, you know, it's probably 99% unlicensed. If you're going to get into amateur radio, you need to be licensed. And that requires a little bit of effort on your part. You have to spend a probably a, a week or so studying a book and you know memorizing the answers to um, a couple hundred questions mm-hmm. it's not incredibly difficult especially with the the technician level but um it's very inexpensive especially compared to a gmrs license yeah i think um i paid 15 dollars if uh, that uh, it was very very inexpensive and and i think a lot of that goes towards the cost of testing yeah, <laughs> more than anything else. But that's that's very inexpensive, and um, but that that is definitely a barrier to entry. Just anybody can't buy an amateur radio and and go. Um, 
Another thing is they're not really readily available. You can't walk into a Walmart and buy a radio that's going to transmit on handbands. You know, you, you can't just get a Balfung in any any corner of Walmart or, yeah, or Target. You, you kind of need to go to a specialty store to find these. And uh, buy2wayradios.com is starting to get into that slowly but surely. We're getting more and more amateur radio equipment. Uh, any other any other cons? There really aren't too many cons to it, to be honest, uh, that I found so far. Uh, you meet a lot of uh, interesting people. As Anthony would say, Anthony's met uh, quite a few interesting hams. Yeah, I sure have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Put me on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, there, there are a lot of interesting people out there in the ham world, a lot of people who uh, really know their stuff, technically. And um, I'd say overall, uh, for emergency purposes, I think uh, ham radio plays a very, very important role in disaster preparedness and disaster um, coordination. I think you're right. I think we covered it pretty well. I'd like to um, ask everyone that's listening to give us their feedback. Yeah, I would like to know what you think. Ham or CB? And uh, why? And I think that's the, the bigger question, really, is why ham or CB? And what what are your thoughts on that? Send your comments in to um, show at buy2wayradios.com, and we'd love to, to hear your feedback on it, and we'll, um, we'll read your feedback on the podcast, and we'll see where everyone stands here, where all of our listeners stand in that respect. For the best ones that we pull, we'll give away a two-way radio show t-shirt. How about that? Exciting. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so get your comments in, and... Uh, and we'll uh, look forward to reading them soon. Uh, any other comments or anything on the If you're in the show? Rock Hill area, Saturday, October 5th, we will be at the Rock Hill Ham Fest. Stop by and say hello. That's right. We sure will. Stop by and say hi. And uh, we actually will be there uh, doing some interviews for the two-way radio show. So if you want to get on the show, there's your chance to do it. All right, coming up, we'll review the Ushin KGUV6 D two-way radio. How do we perceive this Chinese transceiver? We'll find out next on the two-way radio show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. My Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. My Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we're going to review a dual-band handheld radio from Ushing, the KGUV 6D. So what do you think about it? <laughs> you know, I really <laughs> like this radio. I feel like I say that a lot, but, uh, you know, I've spent the last couple of nights playing with this radio. Uh, we just started carrying a few radios from the Ushing line. It looks like, uh, by the way, Wuxin, but uh, I believe it's it's pronounced Ushing. Yeah, I have to fight myself I, every time to, to, to not say Ushin or excuse me. I'm I'm relying on right. on Rick for the correct pronunciation. I still say Wuxon, <laughs> like wax on, like wax on, wax off. It sounds like Wuxon. Looks what it looks like to me. I keep wanting to say Wuxon. I'm sure I'll get corrected by uh, one of the listeners. 
Just like with the oh, I hope so. Just like Bale the thing. Bale thing. <laughs> Baofeng. It's not Baofeng. It's Baofeng. Anyway, for the last few months, I've been been um, using a Baofeng UV5R for all of my ham radio needs. But um, for the last couple of nights, I have um, experimented with this new Uxing KGUV6D. And um, I like it better. I mean, you can definitely tell this is a better quality radio. It's built about, a lot better. It's a, um, it feels like a commercial radio. I mean, this, this is a mil-spec radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little heavier than the Baofeng. The Baofeng feels kind of plasticky, sort of like a GMRS radio. Now, I mean, you look at the price, you can tell why. The, the Baofeng is $49, and this one is $139.99. But... It's definitely a better quality radio, and just from using it, um, I can confirm that. There, there are spots uh, in my house where uh, the Baofeng will not receive. Uh, Uxing seems to be a more sensitive radio because uh, it, it will pick up very well throughout my house. In spots that the Baofeng will not work, this radio will work, and... Um, that's even considering an antenna difference. With the, the Baofeng, I'm using a um, nice Nagoya antenna. With um, the UV6D, I'm using this, the stock antenna that came with the radio. So I like it. First impressions are, are very, very good. Um, there's also a lot of uh, nice features with this radio. You can do full programming straight from the keypad. It's um, dual band. 2 meter, 70 centimeter, or UHF, VHF. Is it difficult to figure out the programming on the keypad? Um, it is not that difficult. From what I did with this radio, and, and basically um, what I did was uh, I went into frequency mode. The radio has uh, frequency mode and channel mode. If you're in frequency mode, you can um, enter the frequencies directly from the keypad. Mm-hmm. Um and you, there's even a RPT button for repeater, and that will allow you to, if that frequency is for repeater, you can say whether it's a plus or minus offset and uh, adjust that. So it, it was fairly easy to get the repeater set up straight from the keyboard or the keypad. It's a nice feature. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it was a piece of cake to get to get this rolling. And uh, it, it's all uh, voice prompted if you go through the menu. What other options does it have? I mean, it's, uh, you know, the Baofeng, it, it seems to have uh, a headset that comes with it or, or a flashlight built into it, uh, different things like that. Well, um, the UV6D doesn't include um, a headset like the Baofeng does, uh, but it does have the FM radio. It has a flashlight, LED flashlight built in. Um, so if you're you're into the, those extra options, you, you can uh, you can get them with this radio. Does the flashlight flash like the Baofeng does? Let's see if there's a strobe mode. There's a solid LED and and no LED. no flash. <laughs> it's either on or off. Which is, uh, you know. It's all light, no flash. <laughs> How often do you really use the strobe mode on your, your uh, Baofeng? Only, only when I want to uh, to hypnotize somebody. Yeah, there. I, I, I can't figure out what, that, what you would use that for, really. Why would I ever want my flashlight to flash repeatedly? Well, when someone attacks you and you want, and you want to uh, disable them by uh, having them go into uh, a seizure... Maybe yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen any differences? I mean, you've used both now the Wushan and Baofeng. Comparison wise, sound quality, ease of use. What I mean, if- the Wushan is a better radio, no doubt about it. Just the sensitivity uh, being better is the first thing I noticed was it's a much clearer reception. Now. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm using a bad Baofeng, but I don't think so. I've been using it for months. It works great otherwise, but uh, I could tell right out of the gate that this radio is, was uh, re- receiving uh, stronger. 
and it's definitely a more durable radio. That's the big thing there. It's, it doesn't feel cheap. It, it does feel like a, a business-grade heavier radio. Absolutely. Now, is that enough to uh, make it worth spending three times the money for this radio? That's really the question. I mean, uh, if you're going to use um, ham radio a lot, you're looking to really get into this hobby, you may want to invest in uh, a radio like this. Now, you're still, you're not spending two or 300 or $400 like you would for a uh, ICOM or a Yaesu dual-band HT. True. Um, it's, uh, so it's not a huge jump to $139. But if you dropped you know, your radio off the roof, which one would you rather drop off the roof? Well, which one could you bear to part with more? If uh, I'm, if, honestly, if I'm no. dropping it off a roof, I think I'd rather drop the Baofeng because if it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if either one of them would survive, and I would rather lose a $50 radio, radio than, than, a, yeah. than a $140 radio. But That was my point. Uh, yeah, if, if they're going to f- – if you think you're going to drop your radio – the, the Ushing is the best one to have. It's going to be more durable, without a doubt. I've heard ham guys tell me they're on their third and fourth Balfungs. You know, they like them because they're 50 bucks. You know, if, if something goes wrong with it, they, they spend another 50 bucks. you know. I hear a lot of them also who say, I'm, I'm on my third one because I want one in my car. I want one in my, in my house. I want one in my wife's car. I want mm-hmm. one at the office because they're so cheap. You know, you can, you can have one everywhere. Yeah, it makes you wonder if you, you know, the guys that have bought three or four of them in the last few years, if, you know, upgrading just to a $150 or $140 Wushan radio, if that would – you know, but be uh, better all the way around. Last them a little bit longer. I think it depends on on what you're going to do with it. Well, I, I can really say that um, this is the HT that I'm going to use mm-hmm. um, from here out. Well, especially now that you can get re- now that you can pick up stuff at home now, no problems. Yeah, that's, they, uh, I mean, that's a big that's factor. A plus. Yeah. One yeah. issue I had with the Baofeng is it sitting on my my desk or my computer. It it wouldn't receive. I'd have to go to other spots in my house to get clear reception. With uh, this radio, the first thing I did was sit it on my desk and listen to uh, a um, local net, and everything's uh, just fine. And my son and I were on that net that yes. night. You were listening to us, yes, and we were. were on our Balfunks. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you live in the big city, though. Well, actually, I think we're at a slight. We're we're twenty miles away from the repeater. Uh, and we were at a slightly higher elevation, I think, yeah. than you were. But still, it, the big city. You're you sounded great. City. So, um, so you would say that the Ushin is a cool little radio. I would. Um, I would also like to mention that if if you're balking at the hundred and thirty nine dollar price, there is a model that's a step down from this. The the uh, UV6D, I believe, is the the latest and greatest. Yeah. Um, but there's a uh, UVD1P, which uh, is the most popular Ushing radio by far. It's been around for a number of years, and um, it's uh, only ninety nine ninety nine. We even have that version or that radio in a um, dual band two meter one point five meter version. So if you want uh, to transmit on the two twenty frequencies, that's an option. You can get that version instead of the 70 centimeter version um, i'd also like to mention that the, the versions that we stock at buy radios.com are unlocked so you may find some out there that are kind of locked down where you can only transmit in a certain range like um, you may be able to receive in the full 136 to 174 for example but you may only be able to transmit at 144 to 148 Ours are unlocked, and you can transmit and receive throughout the entire um, range. It's good to know. And also, if it's still expensive for you, you can always enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. That's right. Uh, that's a great point. <laughs> when you're shopping for this radio, we also have a pro version on our website. So you're not confused. I'd like to explain the difference between 
the standard UV6D and the UV6D Pro. Um, the Pro is more uh, oriented toward business use. These, these radios are Part 90 type accepted, mm-hmm. so you can use them for business use, but you wouldn't want to use the UV6D. You wouldn't want to give that to an employee just because it's so powerful. You can push a button, go into frequency mode, and key in any frequency in the world, and um, you know, you're, all of a sudden you're off and you got to go to somebody to, to get your radio fixed. Um, well, there's a pro version, which um, is a little more limited. You know, you hear pro and you think, oh, that's better. Yeah. Well, for business use, it is better. For hams, it's not going to be better because you can't program the pro version from the keypad. You have to have the programming software to program that version. That makes it better for business use because you're, um, you're kind of locked down. You're not going to have employees screwing the radio up. Um, but uh, if you're a ham, get the UV60. If you're a business user, go with the Pro. Okay. Well, it sounds like for the uh, pros, the pros a plus, and for the uh, hams, the pros a con. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> any other comments or thoughts on the uh man i think we covered it kg uv covered it all i think we did all right well we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com um the first one comes from giganova and uh he says i want to use two-way radios with headsets on motorcycle helmets for group rides one thing that still confuses me is whether the frs gmrs consumer or business class radios would be the way to go what are the benefit of business radios other than the channels not being so crowded? Does the 5-watt limit as opposed to the half-watt limit on consumer models offer a better range? Um, right now I'm thinking of getting Motorola MT352 radios. Are there better options regardless of price? Also, the Motorola Talk About radios have both FRS and GMRS, but I thought you need a license to operate GMRS, and that's from Giganova. That's a lot to cover. A lot to cover, yeah, but I, I think we could probably do this uh, fairly simply. Um, I think the biggest factor here is is who you're going to be talking to. Um, if you plan on if you're riding a motorcycle and you plan on riding with the same people all the time, then um, maybe you can get together and decide what what's the best way to go. And a business radio may be the right choice because it is, like he said, it's a uh, got more power it's it's usually going to provide better audio clarity mm-hmm. uh, it's more durable it's going to last longer it's going to give you better battery life but if you plan on riding with um, different people occasionally you got to look at what are those other people going to have if they already have radio equipment and, and most likely the answer is a gmrs frs radio you know he was asking about the five watt limit whether it offered better range and um once again, that's going to depend, and I think to keep the answer short, it's probably best for him to go out and check our other episodes uh, where we talk specifically about um, a range on radios because it's not just a matter of the of the wattage, but there are a lot of factors involved. Absolutely, and we ha- we have several other episodes, I believe, where we've touched on that. Mm-hmm. And also, he was asking about the MT three fifty two radios. You know, there are a number of models out there, and and not just the MT series, but uh, other talkabouts and other uh, makes and models of radios that would probably fit the bill for them. But once again, as you were saying, Danny, that it a lot of it's going to depend on what his individual needs are for what he's going to use. Quickly, I'll give him some some advantages of the MT three fifty two that he's looking at. Is is that radio has excellent battery life? It comes with the uh, 1300 milliamp yeah, batteries, so. which are uh, more than double the capacity of a, a standard talk about radio. So that's a good choice if you're going to be um, riding for a long period of time and, and need excellent battery life. I, th- I think you can expect 12 to 14 hours of life out of that battery. Um, another thing with the talk about line in general is uh, the accessory options. If you're riding a motorcycle you're going to most likely want to connect that radio to an earpiece or some other type of audio accessory because you're not going to mm-hmm. hear it very well otherwise while you're, you're riding down the road well um, 
with the talkabouts, there are more accessory options in general available than any other consumer radio line. So if accessories are a, a factor, um, then that's a, a bonus for going with the talkabout model. Well, the last part of this question, um, asking about uh, licensing, yes, you do need a license to operate GMRS. Um, these radios do have both FRS and GMRS, uh, the talkabouts, that is. And the FRS frequencies, you don't need a license to operate on. Those are the half-watt uh those are the frequencies with the half-watt limit that uh, he was referring to earlier in his question. But uh, there are some shared ones, the shared FRS and GMRS frequencies. Uh, the GMRS frequencies, you need a license. The FRS ones, you don't. But they are those frequencies are limited to half a watt. The GMRS frequencies, um, up to 5 watts, depending on uh, what your particular radio will, uh, will do. Uh, and that's pretty much the answer in a nutshell. It is, and we cover FRS, GMRS, and other episodes as well if you have any questions about that. Okay. All right, uh, this last one is a comment, and this is from James. And he says, uh, all of your shows have been great. I mean, really great. I have learned so much from your site and even referred you guys to persons in other countries. I listened to episode 39 some time ago on hotel radios, and the interview was outstanding. I think you guys need to do more interview shows. Businesses and or individuals don't have to identify themselves if they don't want to, but just having your customers or anyone you know give their first-hand experiences on how they utilize radios may open up a whole new vista on the applicable uses of two-way radio technology and give you an opportunity to do more interesting shows. And that's from James. That's good advice. We're already starting to take that. If you listen to our last episode, um, Rick interviewed um, a local ham. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we plan on doing a lot more of those in the future. Well, thank you, James. We really appreciate the comments and the suggestion. And uh, we, we are uh, endeavoring to take that to heart. All right, well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Uh, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. All right, before we go, any other final comment? No? No. I think we've more than summed uh, that up. I I think we have. This could be our longest episode. (laughs) It could be. Today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And we're out. Out.